Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower, and I'm here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send us Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find the Warren Radio on usa.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. You can also find Warn Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warn Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. Don't miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglennsmith.com. The Resolute Christian Amidst Chaos. The Resolute Christian finds a world of confusion greeting the faith which Jesus Christ demonstrated. Without such faith we cannot please God. Events in the world today have made our societies full of confusion. Our enduring Christian hope resides within the sphere of provision of God. For we, for sure, we have no continuing city here. We are to seek one to come. Lord's Judgment on Pride, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 13 on Battle Lines The Lord's Judgment on Pride Got pride? Well, in the human endeavor, pride is never far away. At time, it inflates the personal ego. Other times, it inflates our entire an entire nation as it glories in sin. Antichrist Shadows of Nations Classic Series on Warren Radio this episode features one of our premier shows, Antichrist Shadows, are found in the type and historical figure of Antiochus Epiphanes. We investigate the rise, work, and fall of this leader. Global Christian Advocacy Human Rights on Classic Warren Radio. There is no doubt today we do hear of wars and rumors of war. In addition, the ongoing persecution of Christians continue. When the Apostle spoke of perilous times, we know today what that means. Be sure to check out The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We introduce a former black ops sniper named named Mac. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him. Having escaped death many times, he is now with his wife Dorothy, who also is a former black ops. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter by going to danaglennsmith.com. Or you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as sources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. (laughs) 
Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Doing good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here on this Thursday evening. Yep, Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. Yay! A lot of stuff going on in the world. But the thing that I think that impressed me most was a short video, three minutes, from a Christian woman who has a family in Afghanistan and how dangerous it is. And uh, with her family, she's had one bowl of lentil soup for the entire family. That's all they had to eat. And so the, the ministry, uh, Open Doors, is one of them that go into there. Uh, the WIBR Warren Radio Tower and I, you know, we have a number of boot-on-the-ground ministries that we support, you know, that we send funds to, and they're, they're one of them. And you know that, listening to that, our sister over in Afghanistan was gut-wrenching. It was. And it was... It was so, I don't know, I, my heart goes out to those people. And, and you know, we, we've known that the Taliban is going door to door. And she said right there, if they find out we're Christians going door to door, they'll shoot you right there on the spot. Yeah. And uh, all of this. And they were, and that Muslims were um, going door to door, going through the houses, taking the little girls out of the houses. Disrupt, destroying families. Yeah. So at any rate, all this is made possible by Joseph Biden and his minions. This absolutely crude, rude, lawless, and godless presidency. That's basically what it is. And they did this in Afghanistan. You know, there's a film of Biden on on uh, speaking before some people when he was young, and he was a senator. And he was talking about if, if a president, or if I were president, and I wanted to get out of a country and pull our troops out, it would take us about a year to pull them out. Too bad he didn't remember that. That's right. With, uh, you know... Because when you pull them out, you pull out all the tanks and everything. That's why it takes so long. He knew it then, but he doesn't know it now. So, you know, Biden is the perfect storm. And when I speak of judgment, when you have a perfect storm like this, God had a hand in sending judgment, allowing judgment because of what we've become. So at any rate, uh, uh, we're in Isaiah 42. Yes, and tonight on the show, I Have Redeemed brings us to part 121 in Isaiah's prophetic book. Our study following the Lord's handling of Judah has taken us through the warnings to Judah to repent, the Assyrian attack, and the backsliding of the nation. It has also taken us to Babylon and God's redemption of Judah from captivity through God's anointed Cyrus of Persia. And now back to you. All righty. Well, we're going to begin right away. And uh, verse 24, who gave Jacob for a spoil and Israel to the robbers, did not the Lord, and that is Yahweh, he against whom we have sinned, for they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto, obedient unto his law. Now, Israel knew better. Israel even told Moses, all that the Lord tells us to do, we will do. Apparently, they forgot. And when, when you do this with the Lord, it's, it's a forever covenant. <laughs> so, well, they forgot. You know, kind of like America forgot. And we got a whole bunch of people that deny that we forgot. And we have a whole bunch of people that live any way they want. There's no fear of God in their eyes. They're wicked to do evil. Yeah, that's America today. And matter of fact, it fits a lot of Gentile nations today. But there are Christians in these nations. 
And so, you know, that's where we're at. So who gave up the Jewish people here? Jacob. It was the Lord. And see, the Lord sent him into captivity, brought him out of captivity. He used his uh, anointed Cyrus in the process and uh, brought him out. And he's going to lead them on back to Jerusalem. And they're going to rebuild the temple. And then that temple was eventually destroyed by Titus when he came from Rome because of the insurrection by the Jews in Jerusalem. Josephus records that a million Jews got killed during that siege. So we look at this, and when God has a covenant with you, and even if he doesn't, he is the God of the nations. And that's, you know, people don't like that. You know, Gentile nations, you know, they, they don't like that. And uh, right now there's all kinds of things going on in the world. And we're heading in a cataclysmic, chaotic way, you know, into the, past the end of days and into the time of the beast. We, that's where we're going to wind up. And uh, these last several years, you know, with COVID and crackdown, everybody is just a little dizzy and a little fed up with all this lockdown and everything else. But the thing of it is, is that for, if you go to church and have been to church and was raised in church and whatever, you know, get back to your faith. Seek the Lord. Look to him. Repent. Pray for this nation. You see, all this didn't happen by chance. It happened by a direct act of the Lord God. And so the question I have is if God gave Jacob up because of his sins and refusal to repent, what does this say to the Gentiles and to the churches of Christ Jesus who are living sloppily? Well, you will find out. So we've got that established in verse 24. Verse 25, therefore... He has poured out upon him the fury of his anger. That's righteous indignation. <laughs> Don't you love that word? Righteous indignation. He's righteous. He has a just cause. And the fury is his indignation. And the strength of battle, the fury of Yahweh kindled the flame of war all around the Jewish nation and spread desolation everywhere. You know, I mean, you think about it. Look at America. We've got more people coming across the borders in a bigger mess now than it ever has. And Joseph Biden don't care one whang about it. And the Democrats, even the Republicans, nobody. The only ones that are trying really hard to get this thing straightened out are down in the border line, like Texas, Arizona, and others, and the border guards that are down there. But Joe Biden's done nothing to do anything. Now, who do you think a, a judgment on this country would do, and who would it affect? It would affect a lot of people. And of course there would be a few that would rejoice like China and Russia and among others. But the thing of it is when we when we talk about this it is very important to understand this that it the Lord literally judged more Gentile nations than it did Jewish. He judged the northern tribes he judged Judah. The northern tribes he didn't bring back, but they were scattered around, and some of them were still in the land. 
and Judah he brought back, sent back. But eventually, they lost Jerusalem again. And so, by the time Titus got done, there was nothing left. These are the kind of things that happen. But a lot of times, you know, if you go back in the prophets, you go back in the Torah, you read some history, you're going to find out God judged other nations, Gentile nations, and he's going to judge Gentile nations again. That is laid in prophecy for the Gentile nations and everybody that lives here. There is a judgment. God will recompense. And there's nothing you're going to do about it. Not a not a thing. Absolutely nada. Verse 25, therefore he has poured upon him the fury of his anger, as I said before, righteous indignation and the strength of battle. That's the fury of Yahweh, the the judgment. And it has set him on fire round about, yet he knew it not, and it burned him, yet he laid it not to heart. and, And this is the same way when we talk about the prophets that were warning Israel. They heard, but they didn't hear. They didn't lay it to heart. And so when the war raged all around them, the Lord that was sending stuff their way to wake them up, instead of just out and out destroying them, killing them, and and that's it, he's trying to wake them up. They won't wake up. So all this flame of war went all around, and they still didn't wake up. Okay, America, listen up. Now, as we sit in America and we're on the post-COVID everything, they said Omicron is now dead in the water and gone, and everything is kind of quietened down. You know, the backup at the ports is kind of settled. But yet we have this threat of war in the Ukraine. We have the threat of war by China going in and, taken Taiwan and the South China Sea they they like all that so there's a bunch of stuff they're doing down there and you have Iran finalizing all their stuff for rockets you have North Korea's finalizing thing for rockets and these are nuclear rockets I mean you look around and we've got you know, a flame of war all the way around the world. And when we look at everything going on, not to mention the fact in America, we are divided. We've been divided. We've had cheating on elections, and we have, whether they like to admit it or not. We have people, you know, in like the uh, the Canada truckers now we got the american truckers truckers are driving their rigs all over the world to their capitals and so you got all this going on and you would think with everything going on someone would say to themselves you know this is kind of strange maybe i better start paying attention here (laughs) and if you're christian yeah you need to pay attention You need to get in there and seek the Lord and pray. Pray for your country. Pray for those to get saved. Pray for them to wake up. You know, for a people that were Jews that, you know, have a history, you know, of people in their their own people, like David, Moses, Joshua, Caleb, Deborah, Samson. Man, I'll tell you. When we look at the word of uh, the the chapter of faith, 
you go through that chapter and you're going to see a lot from Israel. So while we sit here and we talk about it and we say, well, man, look at, look at Israel, look at, look at Judah. They didn't listen. The northern tribes are carried away. But yet if you look in the Hall of Faith, Paul uses those things. You're, the Messiah is a Jew, Jewish, lion of the tribe of Judah. The disciples, the first apostles, were Jewish. The first big church was Jewish. So before you start to hammer the Jews too much, make no mistake about it, there's a bunch of them that had some faith. And so when we go through here, sometimes you might feel like, you know, there's nothing good about Judah. No, there was a lot good about them. They were so good, matter of fact, God just sent them into captivity for one generation. I call that the generation, 70 years, to deal with them. Then he was going to bring them back. I guarantee you, if, if America gets judged by the Lord God tomorrow or next week or a year from now or 10 years, he ain't bringing America back. We are not Israel. Once you lose this country, it ain't coming back. There will be something here. There will be people here. But the America that you know is gone. So if there's ever a lesson here, now's the time to learn it. You learn your lessons now. Adjust your behavior now so you don't have to face the wrath you know, shortly after. You know, but if you go ignoring everything, thinking everything's fine, which is what a majority of America and a lot of other people do around the world, they just ignore it. Well, guess what? There's not going to be any restoration. When the judgment comes, you're going to be cut off, period, whap, that's it. The way you go out in a wheat field and you just cut it down and it falls over. Yep. That's what you'll be. There'll be nothing left. Now, I have a little scripture from Romans in here. And I it, it's Romans 1. Now, of course, Romans 1, you know, or you should know, that this chapter 1 in Romans is something that many nations don't like preachers to preach from. Especially today in our Anything Goes society. You see, we have an entire world that are, you know, the people are wise to do evil. But to do good, they have no idea. They're wise to do evil. And they think it's okay. They call evil good and good evil. But in the last few things, a uh, few verses of that, you know, it, it has a point here. So... Verse 29 to 32. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, whoops, wickedness, whoops, covetousness, oh dear God, here we go, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, the murder rates are through the roof here, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, gossipers in other words, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, oh, heavenly father, proud. We got pride in everything. Even those things that are an abomination, we have pride. Boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding. This reminds me of Isaiah. Having eyes to see, but they do not see. Having ears to hear, but they do not hear. There's no understanding. They can't can't compute. Covenant breakers. Yeah, well, <laughs> Israel, both houses broke the covenant. But let's go a little far. We got a covenant today. The blood of the covenant. Yahshua dying on the cross for our sins. As a matter of fact... Paul even addresses this when you walk away from that. 
there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. There's only one Savior. There's only one cross that bore him. There's only one event. He's never going to go to the cross again. He's done. He's finished. He's waiting for you to repent, confess your sins, and come to him. Verse 32, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Now this actually describes America today in many Gentile nations. Because, see, because we are wise to do evil, because we are without understanding, because we are hateful haters of God, and because we are, well, everything that I've mentioned, wicked, covetousness, deceit, proud. See, we don't want to be told anything. We don't believe it. When God says it's a sin, it's a sin. No, it's not. And your pastor agrees with you. What makes you think that he knows what he's doing? I'll tell you, when I was in Bible school, getting prepping for the ministry, one of my doctors that was teaching us said, you're going to find all the heresy beginning at the highest levels of the church and education, up in the seminaries. That's where it always starts. And today, if you look around, even in the secular world, the heretics, the heretical teachings, the thoughts and the ideas of things come right from the top parts of your institutions. So these people begin to do things that are wicked. And the others see them, and they encourage them in it. They're glad they're doing the same thing. Oh, man, come on, let's do it. This is okay. God don't care. But inside, they may not admit it, but they know that such things are an abomination to God and it will bring death. Israel did this too. So now we come to Isaiah 43. And when we get in Isaiah 43, we look at this, the Lord God among the nations. Jehovah had given them up because of their disobedience. But now he delivers them and saves them. <laughs> Why? Why would you save them? You know, they disobeyed. Just leave them. You know, leave them in Babylon. Why did you save them Baptists or them Pentecostals or whoever? You know, look what they do. Don't forgive them. Just leave them alone. God isn't like that. See, because you weren't saved because of you. You merely took him up on the offer. And by the way, we, we say that it's free when you receive the Lord and you come to him. It's not free. The Lord paid a price on the cross. And for you, you have to take up a cross. Now you see, remember, this is the way it goes. See, Christ went to the cross. Died on the cross was resurrected from the dead. Christians go to the cross for forgiveness because of the cross atonement is made, and they look to their Savior, who died for them on that cross, provide atonement. And then, once they start on the path that Christ has called them to, he gives them the cross back to carry. He that does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me, he says. But you see, the whole thing's because of God's mercy. It's already been taken care of today. 
There's no reason for you to die and go to hell. There's no reason to be worried. God can deliver you. He can heal you. He can change your heart. He can give you a better life. But there are certain things that are going to happen because you're a believer. That's the way it is. And so although Jehovah had given Judah up to Babylon for 70 years, they were in Babylon. That's where they were going to be. He delivers and saves them. You see, God didn't only bless Abraham and bring the children of Israel out of the loins, but he had planned to offer salvation to all men, all people. And it's for his glory. See, Isaiah does say of Israel, that having ears, they hear not. Eyes, they see not and don't understand. And when they went into captivity, they were still blinded by their own sins. But you see, when he gets done pulling them out of Babylon, and he performs the miraculous, and he's going to take them back to Jerusalem, give them back the temple, give them back Jerusalem, and let them be restored to himself. Suddenly the blind... You know, the eyes that were blind now can see, and the ears that did not hear, suddenly they can hear. And the only difference is they spent 70 years in judgment. You'd be surprised as a Christian, when you begin to go against God, and he starts working in your life to bring him back to wake you up, and you start going through hard times, you'd be surprised when you begin to go through some of these things, how all of a sudden you begin to remember God. You suddenly remember, well, maybe I shouldn't have been doing this. Yeah, that's why it's going on. God uses pressure, as we call it, which happens to be tribulation and trouble and things. And then there's also tribulation that comes just because you're a Christian. But you see, the whole operation, whether during Israel's time or during our time is for the glory of God. And so we're going to find a lot of things in this chapter. And uh, we'll go through those. And I find this interesting. And these are pretty heavy-duty scriptures here. So we're um, 43, Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, he that formed thee. O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. Now, if I was... Judah at this point sitting in Babylon wondering when the Lord's going to deliver me and there's rumors that the 70 years is up but you've had a tough time in Babylon it has been really really harsh you couldn't live as you really wanted to live that's what you want to hear but now, after all this time, but now, hear me, but now, thus saith the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, that created you as you sit there in Babylon. 
Oh, Jacob! He that formed thee, I am he. Remember what he told Moses? I am that I am. He that formed you, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. <coughs> That's what I would want to see. Now we've got the great tribulation coming, the Antichrist. <coughs> and more troubles than you can shake a stick at. And there's going to a lot of people feel that the good Lord forsook the earth. And by the time this comes in, of course, now there are the pre-tribbers, the mid-tribbers, who think you're going to be gone. Now let me put in here, I'm not putting in any of the pre-mid <laughs> or post. If you and your people in your church want to have one, fine. That's fine with me. I'm ready to go whenever the Lord does. When he calls me. But at any rate. You know, when Yahshua came, they were looking for the consolation of Israel. And the consolation... See, I, I like this to consoling. Because they, here are God's people. Both houses have been sent into captivity. One never came back. Now they will eventually return. And they've already, some of them have returned. But see, their covenant and their redemption and everything that God did for them, you know, thing has changed. They're not under, uh, under reproach. They, they've spent their time. And, and so once they were delivered and they were back, you know, fully back in their new temple, and in Jerusalem. It's not like their problems just went away. But they begin to talk about the consolation of Israel. Because Israel, God's chosen people, the one he chose among all the nations in the beginning of the book, everybody on earth knows about Israel. Their enemies know about it. Everybody, everybody knows about Israel. There, I don't think there's a person on the face of this earth you know, that that is educated, you know, that's alive and, you know, would, uh, by alive I mean have some sense about them, would know. Now, some of them will deny it. But they all know Israel. They know what happened. God did this before the entire world. We still know it. And we still know that they were sent into captivity. You know, God's people should have known better. There they went. And I can see them saying, there they go again, them Christians. They're falling away from God again. It's getting bad for them. Because we are under grace as Christians. Israel was under grace too. Now, they it's, it's not like ours. But God had a grace and a mercy... And how he dealt with them. The grace and the mercy came in. He didn't destroy them all. He brought them back. That's grace and mercy. So it's changed. But Israel was looking for the consolation. In this case, they were looking for the Messiah. By the time uh, you had John the Baptist come, they asked him time again and if he, if he was the one who was to come. Some of them, they all knew of the consolation of Israel. The Messiah who is to come. The greater son of David.
And if we get into Jeremiah 33, this is really a good scripture. And, the, and believe me, the Jewish people know this. <clears throat> 23 through 26. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Consider us not what this people have spoken, saying the two families which the Lord has chosen. He has even cast them off. Thus they have despised my people, that they should be no more a nation before them. Now you see, there were, when Assyria came at Judah, they had used some prophecies of Isaiah. I mean, they knew. We're going to go attack Because Sennacherib is the one that did it, but his father's the one that took the northern tribes. And so, the Lord God has cast them off. And so they're going to come and help themselves. But at any rate, thus saith the Lord. This is what we want to get to. If my covenant be not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinances of the heaven and the earth, then I will cast away the seed of Jacob and David my servants, so that I will not take any of his seed to be rulers over the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I'll cause their captivity return and have mercy on them. But see, the Lord did. He did make a covenant with the day and night. Remember, the seventh day rested. He did appoint all the ordinances of heaven and earth and much more. And because he did do those things, which is what he's saying here. <coughs> I will cause their captivity to return and have mercy on them. Great verse. And see, when, and as we look at Christians today, too. Do you think God went all to the problem, sent his son to the cross just to send Christians to hell? No. This is the same God. This is the covenant for this time, this era. Through the Messiah, the greater son of David, Yahshua, Jesus Christ. To the Muslims, they call him Isa or Issa. But it's not the same Jesus. Not unless you're truly born again and know him. Because they don't consider him anything as what he is. That is until when you listen to some of these former Muslims become true Christian believers, they know. They know the truth. They went from the heathen to the converted and the believers. And the same thing today is. God didn't go to all this work to see you fail. God didn't go to all this work so you wouldn't make it to heaven. He's given you his word. He's given you his spirit. He's made redemptive possible for you. The atoning blood of Yahshua Christ Jesus. You are empowered. You can pray for people and they can be healed. There are a lot of benefits, not to mention the fruits of the spirit. And so, to the church in America, I say, you need to wake up. You need to realize the richness which Christ has brought you into and the very riches that the apostles even tried to get across to the church in their day. Because just like God for Israel... I will cause their captivity return and have mercy on them. They're going to come back. 
He's going to have mercy on them. And even the Jews in Israel today, God is not done with them. Well, they don't know the Messiah. Will you leave that up to the Lord God? He'll work on it. We know that all of Israel will be saved. Scripture tells us that. But nevertheless, for the Christians, he will cause you to be victorious. His mercy and his grace will give you victory. Now, am I going to have trouble? Yeah, you're going to face tribulation. That's what the Lord said. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He also said, greater things than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Speaking of miracles and signs and wonders. Yeah, there's tribulation, but there's miracles and signs and wonders. Yeah, there's tribulation, but God will take care of you. And yes, just like that woman and her family in Afghanistan, I believe God can, I believe he has an angel stationed right around her. She's full of fear right now, and the fear can keep a Christian in bondage. And she has good reason to fear, there's no doubt. But she needs peace. So when you're praying for the brethren overseas, you need to pray peace into their heart. And food and clothing and shelter and safety. And then we need to find a way to get all these lackadaisical leaders that don't want to do anything. Do you know Joe Biden wants to give the Taliban more money? And they're killing people. This guy don't even know where he's at, Joe Biden. The Democrats aren't saying anything about it. The Republicans don't say much about it. Nobody's doing anything. And we have been reporting on killing on the killing of Christians all over the world. And and is it because it's Christians? No, they don't care about any of them because the Uyghurs. Guess what? We participated in the games in China. And guess what? The Uyghurs are still, still being persecuted. And there's Uyghurs today that spoke up in 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 the free world. They don't like that. China saw fit to use an Uyghur in the games. Well, whoopee. Do you think we're that stupid? You see, this is what's going on today. And it's time for the church to wake up. And as we go through this and go through Isaiah and go through some of these scriptures and watch Israel, understand these things weren't done in a corner. The heathen nations knew about it. God knew what was going on. They wanted to do something, and they couldn't be with him if they continued to do it. So he had to work. It is the Lord that created and formed Israel out of the promise given to Abraham. This same Lord also not only brought Joseph to Egypt, but 70 of Jacob's family to preserve them then he redeemed them all from Egypt delivering them and now coming out of captivity in Babylon he was going to preserve, preserve Judah because the wrath of Jehovah is ceased because Judah is no longer disobedient. And he has mentioned them by name. This this verse is about blessing and restoration. And folks there's a lot about the Lord God in restoring, you know, restoration. Restoration when you lose stuff. God can restore your joy. He can restore what you've lost. And these are the important things. 
Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. I want to read a few of these because, you know, God, you know, when we go through this, you know, the Apostle Paul said these, meaning those in the Torah or the Tanakh, are written for our edification and our learning. You see, in God's judgment, there is mercy. And that's one thing all these studies have taught me absolutely. That when you see judgment, even if it hurts, and you that there's always an intent of mercy at the end. Bringing you into his mercy and grace. Ephesians. But God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he, he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins and has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show us, show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. This same God who designed and created and ordered everything is the same God that created and ordered the redemption of not only Jews, but of every race, creed, and color on this earth. And God knows how to deliver him. And he knows who the enemy is. And he knows what they're doing. And there is nothing the enemy can do that's going to surprise the Lord. So when you're surprised, when you feel overwhelmed, you go to the Lord because he's not surprised. And he will sustain you by his grace. Now another one that is used by the church in Isaiah. <laughs> and I love this verse. And, and I'll tell you, pastors will preach that and they will get, man, the fire will roll. <laughs> Isaiah 43, 2. Don't forget that one. When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. Well, we're a stone's throw from a river where we live. When thou walkest through the fire, you'll not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. You're not going to get burnt. Nothing. And for Israel, the covenant and relationship was built on God's word and his mercy. And those things, that's a solid covenant. You see, they didn't have to be special Jews in Babylon. They didn't have to do something to redeem themselves. He was going to redeem them after 70 years already. Love and grace. In the New Testament, when he sees churches, you know, there's a time. That God's love and grace is there to bring you out. But then if you get stubborn, he will send tribulation. Remember the Laodicean church. Uh, I will counsel you to buy me of gold tried in the fire. Well, another word for that is tribulation. And so when we look at this, when you pass through the waters, Hebrews 11.29 Matter of fact, we're in this chapter in Hebrews, our study in the morning on Fridays. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. Well, that looks like a good idea. Let's follow the Jews. 
bad, bad idea. Because you don't serve the Lord God. And away they went. <laughs> well, what is the difference between that and God delivering Christians today? In my world, none. And I think that Christians, a lot of them are getting killed because we haven't been taught. Especially in America. We've been taught that, you know, money. And, and I know top evangelists, ones that you would know if you're old enough. You know, you can't, you can't have faith without money, one said. But you see, the bottom line of it is, there is a covenant and there is a relationship. There was one for Israel and the old covenant, and there's one for us today, all of us. Verse 33 of Hebrews 11, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained prom promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Now see, they're not He's not talking there in Hebrews about modern day under, you know, the blood of the covenant. He's talking about people in the Old Testament under the law. And they were victorious. They had faith. You know, and, and there is that thought out there that you get back in the Old Testament and nobody has faith. All they have is just a bunch of commandments that they got to do, and nobody gets saved, nobody knows the Lord, they're just keeping these things. That's not true. Because our hall of faith came from them. And that is very important. Now see, this takes a little bit of time, because <laughs> I put in some scriptures in here to relate it to what we're doing today. And it's so important. Because I want you to relate this to your life. Not just knowing the history. But knowing that God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, thank you for your word. Bless your word to all those that hear it. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and receiving of this word in Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. And we've got to go to Isaiah 66. So we've got a ways to go. We're in no hurry because it's more important to learn a lesson. So. Yes, amen. So we're coming down to the end. Okay, well, I'm glad to... We're getting closer to the end. We've been working on it almost three years, Isaiah. It's a good, it's a good study. Yeah, it is. A lot of power. I mean, a lot of, well, yeah, power. There's a lot of information there. A lot of wisdom. Well, at any rate, we got to say good night. Okay, good night, everybody. Please remember to pray for your brethren around the world, and especially Afghanistan. Pray for us as we pray for you, and may God richly bless you. We hope the best for you in Christ Jesus, and we love you. And Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by our website at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.